love it. Hi. Guess I have great taste. Strapless make you nervous too? Is that the extra small? <laughs> no. No. Listen, Paige, I was really hoping that we can make things better between us. Take off the dress. Listen, I hate... I hate that you hate me. Please, is there anything I can do? Out of the dress and my airspace. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show sponsored by Pantene, hair products for all hair types. Did it say that at some point? Yeah. When? Oh my god. First episode or second episode? Second episode. They're Mm. promised sponsored by Pantene. Oh, really? Marco literally announces, and thank you, our sponsor, Pantene. Is that why his hair looks so much better in these episodes? (laughs) (laughs) Because it does. Maybe I'm sold on Pantene. Oh, yeah. You know, they have uh, hair products for all hair types, as they say. Yep. Even if you've fried your beautiful hair with a hair straightener for the last year and a half. Just get a, they have a great cream for that. Get your Pantene, you'll have beautiful, sort of moist curls. How is he keeping his hair so oily and moist? It looks great. Maybe it, he's born with it. Maybe it's Pantene. Maybe it's Pantene, baby. <laughs> now, we're, now we're getting our uh, our brands mixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sahoya. And you know what brand isn't mixed up? The brand of Allaboot Degrassi. And our brand is quality Degrassi content. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and that is what we are here to deliver to you today. That's what we do every day. Why are you gagging? We bring it to you every week on the iTunes. So we are opening with season four, episode 19, Moonlight Desires, named after the song by Gowan. Desires. Yeah, if you've never heard of this song, it's because it was a Canadian hit oh, from the 80s uh, okay. by a Canadian artist. A Canadian, I think, Scottish-born Canadian artist. Is that why her name is Gawain? That's why his name is Gawain. Oh, okay. Lawrence, Ga- I think it's Lawrence Gawain. Is um, he friends with the Green Knight? I don't know what that means. Gawain and the oh, Green right. Knight. Oh, right. Now I'm the one who the classic. I saw that movie. Evan, a, why don't you know the classic? That was a good movie. Oh, the one with Dev Patel? Yeah, he was really good in it. He's hot. He's very hot. He made me very thirsty. Let's continue. (laughs) Uh, So this song, uh, actually trivia, this song was played in Degrassi High when Joey fucked Tessa Campanelli. Oh my God. Wow. So this is a big callback. Yeah. And I'm wondering, there's not really anything within this episode to justify that callback, is there? No, I don't think. Well, well. Maybe. Maybe. Not really. Maybe. There's the moment of, did you fuck this person? I suppose that comes up at That's one point. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. Infidelity. Sure. Um. So, okay. So, Marco. This is a Marco-sode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco is in the middle of organizing a blood drive at Degrassi. Mm-hmm. And all his friends are just in awe of the work he's done as a, as the student body president. What did he do? Did he call the blood, blood bank people and he said, hey, come here and set up a clinic? Because it seems like that's all that's in his power. To do. Yeah, yeah, and just sort of like organize the logistics, I guess, like at the school. Like what? Like they're, they're using the gym space. So we just had to go to, to like Hatsalakos. You know, and it's say, like calling pe- a lot of calling people, a lot of okay. administrative stuff. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I, I'm not saying he's not working. I'm just wondering what the day to day life of Marco, President Marco, is. I mean, he also like organized that dance earlier in the year. You know, yeah. 
And I think that was time not well spent because I th- I think he mismanaged his time on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Why is that? Well, he set the gym on fire for one. He set the gym on fire. Was that last year? That was last year. Ugh, it all blends together with these kids. Oh my god, do your research. Time's flying when we're at Degrassi. And speaking of, that's maybe why we'll go a little slower. Ooh, we'll talk about that later. Mm. Uh. So yeah. So they're clamoring for four more years. Four more. Four years. more years. And Alex is in full good girl mode. Oh yeah, I'm she's not accustomed to it yet. She has completed her uh, face turn fully. She. She's a face. She's and a what face a face. Now. What a face. Uh, and Marco reveals that he plans on picking up a few extra credits so he can maybe graduate early and move in with Dylan. So I get them having a big reaction to the Dylan thing. Yeah, so Ellie and Craig are like, Like, why is it a bad thing to graduate early? That seems very advantageous. Well, also, it's like, Ellie, you already literally lived with Sean. (laughs) Yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> They're older than you were than when you and Sean were together. Right. Okay. Like so I I'm just like I don't understand the like pearl clutching in this moment. Yeah, and Craig is definitely not a person who should be like giving judgment on like not making impulsive relationship decisions. Right. Right. Mr. Will you marry me, Ashley? Yeah, the, the the pots are calling the kettles black in yes. this moment. Were they both suffering from mental health issues at the time? Sure. But <laughs> now they're not. Right. So they're being judgy. I don't know how to feel about this. Let's keep going. I, I found it a, a silly beat, but whatever. Sure. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, and not only is Marco's relationship with Dylan going well, but perhaps more importantly, so is his relationship with his hair. It looks so much better. <laughs> I'm so relieved. This is the redemption arc we've all been waiting for. Except for at the prom where he straightens it again, but we'll talk about that when we get there. <sighs> well, you know. Progress isn't always It's linear. just so sad that he thinks, oh, it's a nice event. I have to fucking fry my hair between two pieces of metal <laughs> well c- because when it's not being flat ironed like it has volume it has curl the, these curls are so tight and beautiful and they give him a nice volume yeah i think there's it a looks... point where he kind of has it off of his ear and you can see his beautiful cheekbones like marco show off your face you got a good face yeah when it's pushed back like so we see him like uh we like first see his hair look really good when he's in the car with dylan and it's pushed back and it looks great it looks great yeah, like, you can see this guy at Akbar. Did you notice <laughs> this child? <laughs> Did you? If, I could see it, yeah, with the bad goatee and everything. Yeah, yeah, Now, yeah. Um, did you notice the little subtle, ooh, little subtle line here? Dylan says, you're going to call me before you come over later, right? Did you notice he said that <gasps> oh in the car? Oh, my gosh. I caught it this time. I was like, oh, ooh. I didn't catch that. Planning ahead. Ooh, we're planting. We're planting here. Mm-hmm. Way to plant. Screenwriting 101. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, so later on at the blood drive, Caitlin Ryan is interviewing Miss Hot Sauce about how the school has recovered after the shooting. And Caitlin Ryan has gotten herself a, a single white female haircut. It is almost the exact same haircut, except for a little less volume. Oh, it's less bobby, though. It's less bobby, sure. It's yeah, more it's milly. more just like a pixie cut. <laughs> it's more milly. <laughs> More Millie, less Bobby. Yeah, um, it's not brown at all. It's red. <laughs> it's a it's a dark red though. It's like a very like auburn. Well, that's what was bringing me the single white because uh, is the is the bangs with the red. Oh, uh, what, what Bridget Fonda? Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda's is more like red, 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 red. Yeah, carrot red. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, so that's why Carrot Top originally had that part, and he had to drop out. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Caitlin then pivots to interview Marco, and then Alex, who is 
once again, she's in full face mode. Yeah, and she's the assistant president or whatever. Vice VP. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the assistant president. You know, Kamala Harris, assistant president. <laughs> the AD. Um, <laughs> the the first man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, so she's in full heel face and she's... Uh, or full face turn. Yes, and, exactly. <laughs> um, and so she is in the Degrassi Panther mascot costume, and she's like... She's jumping around saying She's just layers. like... She, like, bumps into him, like, in the mascot costume. He's like, knock it off. She's having fun with her education. Alex, what what growth we've seen from yeah. you. Yeah, this is how you know they're like, teehee, they're friends, because mm-hmm. they can, you know, roughhouse. Uh, I don't know, I'd be annoyed, honestly, for ruining my big TV moment, but... Yeah, I that's agree. just me. Well, the kids are all over the background shots of this of this news broadcast, you know. And I actually I want to give a very rare credit. I thought the extra work was quite good in the scene where you see the boys waving behind Caitlin. I was like, oh, they didn't ham it up too much. This is exactly how. Oh, that is that is how they would do it. Yeah, now. I kind of yeah. bought it. They went through so good job, minutes. extras. Yeah, background good job. actors, background extras. Excuse me. I will not let them replace you with AI. I will not. Let's continue. <laughs> so, uh, at the dot, Spinner and Jay, who were both uh, expelled, they as, were, uh, weren't they? Listeners will remember because of their involvement in the reckoning. Yes, and Jay is a patron, and Spinner is working. Yeah, so they're and they're stuck with each other because you know they're all each other has at mm-hmm. this point. And Spinner is stuck serving this group of ladies who are so unreasonable because they, they want camp they want lemon for their water. Can I ask, is this woman British or not? <laughs> no, she's just like posh. She a posh Canadian? Yeah. They have those? Wow. Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure, okay. She's just like bourgeois. Um, yes, but she she every like fifth word has a thick British accent, and then she just goes back. I don't know about I don't know about that. Anyway, can I have yeah, some she's, lemon? She's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> she sounded like Mrs. Doubt. I literally wrote down Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, I I find her outfit uh, interesting. They're all wearing hats They're all indoors, wearing hats. and who honestly still wears a hat? Uh, I think her collie's really cute. The collie is cute. But look, if they say no dogs in here, then there's no dogs in here. Spinner, go get the manager and have her like. Right. Well, somewhere. I'm just like, this is like such an issue. I don't know. He's like, he makes out that it's like, oh God, these women are so, they're so demanding and terrible. And they ask for lemons. Lemon. You can bring them a plate full of sliced lemons and they can distribute them throughout their waters. Yeah. And they ask for a bowl for the dog, which by the way, you don't have to do because the dog's not allowed in there. But you could also probably quickly resolve the situation by bringing the dog a little bowl of water. Yeah. It's probably fine. That collie's also behaving very well. He's so, so. quiet. <laughs> He's just laying there looking beautiful, honestly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't see the big issue here, but whatever. Spinner's job sucks. His life sucks, man. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck this. I wish I got to go to high school. <laughs> that would be great. Continue my education. <laughs> uh, so, back at Degrassi, Marco is about to donate blood for the cameras because, you know, they want to have some nice B-roll footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he's called aside by a nurse. And she tells him that he can't donate blood because uh, he's a faggot. He's a dirty faggot, yeah. Uh, No, because he's a man who's had sex with men, which, of course, is on the questionnaire that you fill out whenever you donate blood. Yes. Yes. And I remember for the longest time I was not allowed to give blood, Mm -hmm. even though I was willing. Right. And now I believe we are allowed to. Yes. But I still don't want to because I'm mad about it. (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's I'm going to. (laughs) 
if there's like a if there's a blood bank right in front of here, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I just this, have a chip on my shoulder about it. That's all. I mean, I remember this being a huge issue, and you know, obviously, this is a result of homophobia fueled by AIDS paranoia. Yeah, and don't they check the blood? I hope they're Ellie, checking. Ellie blood. makes the same point that you do. <laughs> They, because if they're not, then that's a problem. Well, if they're like, gosh, I hope this blood doesn't have any HIV in it. Anyway, let's dump it in the vat. <laughs> like, how does this work? Uh, so, yeah, they've changed this since I, I Googled just to make sure what the stipulations are. Because I knew it wasn't. I was like, it's probably it's not, not like fully. It's, it's better. So no. the stipulations are if you've had multiple or new partners in the last three months or anal sex in the last three months. Uh, you have to wait three months. What? I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, girl. You're never getting my blood. Like, if that's the stipulation, well, or that's not gonna happen. well, they. I think they make a uh, an exception for like if you have like have like had like a monogamous like just like one partner. Um, oh yeah, that really helps me. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Don't be a slut. <laughs> Did you just tell me not to be a slut? <laughs> Oh my god, Evan <laughs> said some outrageous things on Listen, this podcast. <laughs> it's not perfect, but it's progress. All right, let's continue. So, I'm meanwhile, offended over here, but I'll, I'll no, buckle. you're not. Yeah, just, I'm very just mad. own it. I'm very mad. Um, <laughs> who said I'm you not had to mad be... that you called me a slut. I'm mad that you told me not to be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me mad. <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, Spinner tries to butter up Miss Hot Sauce with a. Potted plant. Is it even a potted plant? Because it looked like it was, like, maybe at the grocery store. Because it looked like it was, like, gift-wrapped at the bottom. But he was you know holding I mean? it like a potted... You I know. know. He was, like, holding it, like, on the sides. And it had, like, a... You know, the, the shape was very... It was... No, I'm, I get it. But I'm like, is I, this they, a gift they, that you give and then you're supposed to put they it They wrap potted plants. Okay, like, they'll that do that. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, nothing says uh, atonement like a... Like a plotted plant. <laughs> yeah. Do principals need potted plants? Uh, you know, brightens up your office. I guess. I'm trying to think of is if Hatsalakos is like a plant lady or not. I guess she might be. Mm. She seems all business. I feel like she's very yeah, tight. I feel like she does not. Screams plant she does not have a green thumb. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, uh, but anyway, so he like is promising that he has taken his expulsion seriously and that he's continued to keep up with his studies. And she responds by being like, Why? You, sh- <laughs> you should have returned those textbooks, you little piece of shit. Uh, it's just salty as hell. Oh, I didn't mind it. I was like, this is how I, I feel mean, about Spinner. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's not wrong. Um, and then she informs him that he can't, he doesn't get to take his final exams. So why the fuck is he studying? Which yeah. is news to him, apparently. Yeah, I don't, I think he is living in a dream world where he thinks that some of these consequences aren't actually. Yeah, it's like, what do you think bear. expulsion means? <laughs> it means no more school for you, Spinny. Right. So, uh, but she does say that she's willing to let him come back for summer school. Yes, which she says no to. He's like, no. Nah! Yeah, because that means he'd still be held back an entire year. Yeah. Uh, and you know, she's like, tough titties. And he throws the the plant. He storms out. And throws the plant in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that'll show her. Like, and, and I guess, I don't know why this is an important distinction for me, but it is. He throws it into a waste basket, like an empty waste basket. Like, not into, I don't know why this is important to me. It's if he had not. thrown it into a bin with a lid, it, it would have been one thing. But it's like, he literally just put the plant, like, in a waste basket. She could still pick it out. It's weird to me. <laughs> I mean, it's more about the, the, you know, the symbolic gesture of it all. I know, but also, Spinner, this is not a good plan. This is, you should be, what, 
And obviously Spinner does not have a lot of emotional intelligence. But obviously what he should have done is said, okay, well, I still want you to have this plant. And then you then you go out all mopey and you make her feel sad. That's how you do it, Spinner. Yeah, you catch more flies with honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so back at the blood drive, Marco, Craig, Ellie, and Alex are just having a little the best round of friends. <laughs> they're the four a... musketeers, as they're known. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and they're having like a little round table discussion about how Marco is being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our, you know, writers speechifying. And, and half of them are for, and half of them are against, and it's a very interesting debate. <laughs> no, luckily all of them are on his side. No, there are no uh, homophobes in the audience here. Um, and at Alex's insistence, Marco gives Caitlin a real story and confronts the nurse about their policy until uh, Miss Hot Sauce intervenes. Honestly, this was good journalism. Um, and Marco, I didn't know you had it in yet. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with this tactic of hounding the nurse because she's just doing her job. <laughs> she, she is just doing her job. But also this nurse isn't doing herself any favors. It's like you aren't the spokesperson, so like why you are should you not inter- be talking? Why are you interjecting and saying, "Hey, that's not what happened"? It's like, you, why do you care? You're not the spokesperson. You already gave a comment, and now oh, I don't think she wants to be painted as a homophobe, right? Yes, and but you're already being framed that way. Sure, but it's like I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I mean, I don't think it's. I, I. I mean, I thought it was like a good choice, like for the episode. It elevated. The situation. It seems sure. very in character for Marco. Yeah. To do this. Actually, yeah. Uh, but no, this is actually good, Marco. I Marco has a lot of agency this episode, and it make it made me happy because he's just been so like kind of listless lately. Well, he hasn't had an episode since the beginning of the season. Yeah. So they're finally getting him, giving him something to do. Yeah, and I like it because he's mostly just been there to be like Ellie. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. Ellie, think about your mom. He's been the GBF. Mm-hmm. He's uh, all of our GBF, isn't he? <laughs> the archetypal GBF. Mm-hmm. The original. <laughs> <laughs> the one that Freud spoke of. Um, <laughs> so, meanwhile, Jay is uh, Jaying and trying to steal a bike. This actually made me laugh so much because Spinner comes out and he's like, hey, that's mine. Don't steal it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're stealing my fucking bike. It really idiot. made me laugh because he was already doing a bad job of stealing it. Right, yeah, like yeah. he couldn't get the lock off. Yeah, like he's like never done this before. It's really funny uh, to me. <laughs> he's just like, I just imagine Jay is just sort of like, like aimlessly trying to, you know, commit, you know, acts of like criminality and anarchy. He's, and yeah. he doesn't really know how to go about it. He's very much the the video game bully. <laughs> Where you just get points for doing... Do you ever play Bully? I did like not. GTA I know about at, it. At a school. <laughs> I mean, that sounds um, kind of amusing. It's actually a very fun game. Um, and you go around and you steal bikes and exactly this kind of stuff. And this is exactly how you play it. You're like, ooh, there's a bike there. I can steal it. Might as well do it right now. <laughs> I feel like that. I remember the like the main character of that game looking like, looking like Bobby Hill. <laughs> he does look a little like Bobby Hill. I remember I was working at GameStop when that game came out. And when you work at GameStop, you can check out a game for a couple nights. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, one at a time. You know, they want you to be, as long as it's not the last copy, you can check it out for a couple weekends. They want you to be literate in gaming, Evan. They want you to play all of the games. Wait, so would you, like, w- did they just have, like, copies available to rent? Well, of course, because um, there are not... You can't rent it out if you're a member of the public. And I don't know what they do these days. GameStop has really gone downhill as a company. They didn't treat their employees great when I worked there. And now it seems like they treat their employees like shit. So fuck GameStop. GameStonk. Yes, exactly. Um, But 
at the time, it was like most of their business is the used games, right? None of those games are on the sales floor. They're all in a big drawer, cataloged. So you can go in there, sign it out, oh, take it home. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I then see. just bring it back in a couple Gotcha. Days. So I, I played Bully on my PlayStation 2, which I had just got. I got PlayStation 2 very late because I was a GameCube 2. boy. Yeah, it was on uh, PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Oh. So I played it on my PlayStation 2, and the, once I kissed the prettiest boy at school, I, I brought it back. I was like, I'm, I'm done playing. You could be gay in it? You can kiss anyone you want. And in fact, there's an achievement in the Xbox version for kissing boys. Really? You, you get an achievement if you kiss five different boys, and you get an achievement if you kiss five different girls. Huh. And it's very non-judgmental. Well, there's no higher form of bullying than sexual assault i guess so you're these are consensual kisses <laughs> these are consensual kisses evan you have to give them gifts of flowers and chocolate well that doesn't sound like bullying behavior the thing is you're not really the bully in that game people got all up in arms and they're like rockstar made a game where you you're a bully and it's like no you're kind of fighting the bullies in that game you're like making the school more peaceful and equitable hmm it's a good game interesting <laughs> rockstar makes good stories uh, so later, <laughs> Mar- oh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. So, okay. So, uh, there's still Spinner and Jay and Spinner decides to, he hatches a plan that they should steal from Degrassi instead of stealing bikes. Yeah, this, this is, and I'm surprised to hear you say this. I remember him saying this was the plan. Once they start it, it doesn't seem like this. They forgot about we'll, this We'll plan. see. We'll see what they wind up doing. They instead. really forgot about the they, basic they, they forgot elements this. of this yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, okay, Spinner, that'll reverse your expulsion. Go for it. Yeah, also, Jay's already stolen stuff from Degrassi. Right. This is not a new idea to He's him. like, oh, okay, back to basics. Got yeah. it. Great. <laughs> Remedial. Um, so later, Marco, who is in a committed, monogamous relationship with Dylan. Sure. Goes to Dylan's dorm and finds out that their relationship is not quite as monogamous as he thought it was. No, and Dylan is in there. He's making out with a boy named Eric. Eric? Eric. And er- him and Eric are listening to the weirdest fucking music I've ever heard. The mopiest song yeah, like, you've ever heard. It's like Bush. It's like <laughs> it's like knockoff Bush. And they're, I guess this is the sad, sad music they like to make out to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what got you going back in like 2005. It's funny because clearly the song is there for Marco's reaction. Right. <laughs> but, it but it is diegetic. It is, uh, they're listening to it on the radio. Yeah. It, it the volume goes up when Marco opens the door. So yes, it's playing in the world, um, but it doesn't make any sense for them to be listening. To well, it. you know, it's pretty funny. Sometimes <laughs> the radio just plays what the radio is gonna play. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Dylan chases him down when like Marco like is like you know walks away angrily, um, and so Dylan chases him down and explains that he loves Marco, but he's at college now and he wants to have an open relationship. Yes, now. Dylan needs to read a book called The Ethical Slut because mm. this is not the proper way to engage in opening up your relationship. This is not the way to have your relationship based on trust and communication. You had ground rules. You broke the ground rules. Fuck you, Dylan. You're the older one. You should know better. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you know, having an open relationship is perfectly valid, but, you know. Well, you, you don't seem to think so. <laughs> oh, who said that? You told me not to be a slut. <laughs> I just told you if you want to donate blood, you have to not be a slut for a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> According to the Red Cross. I'm so sorry. Yep. Siding with the um, Red Cross, as always. <laughs> listen, you don't have to donate blood. You can just keep that chip firmly planted on your shoulder. You know what? I'm going to keep my blood because they, they're fucking taking it from me all the time. 
time, Evan. Every I... time I go in and get my prep, they're like, give me more blood. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, again, yeah, no, but you make a good point. Yeah, it's like what Dylan was doing, this isn't having an open relationship. This is you cheating on Marco yep. because you haven't told him that you want an open relationship. Yeah. And he hasn't consented to those, you know, those ground rules. And I'm kind of surprised that Marco took it as well as he did. I mean... He has a negative reaction to it. I mean, he's not really having it. Well, he gives Dylan a little push, which I thought was funny. Yeah, he, he does. gives him a little shove. Like, get out. Yeah. Like Elaine. No, he's... I mean, he still is working through his reaction, but he's not happy. Yes. Um, But yeah, so, you know, shame on Dylan. He didn't communicate his desires beforehand uh, and sit Marco down and just have a talk. You yeah. know, that's what you need to do. It's also a really reasonable thing to say. Like, hey, we're not spending as much time together. Can I make out with some of Right. It's like I, under, like, I sympathize with Dylan's desires. It's just you have to communicate those desires to exactly. your partner. I agree. <laughs> so so Marco uh, tells Ellie and Alex about, and, and Craig. Craig's also there. Craig is there. Um, and he tells them about what happened. And Alex equates it to Jay sleeping around behind her back, which, mm, I don't I mean, because Dylan did intend on telling Marco, I guess, at some point. I don't think so. I think he was going to do this until he got caught. Uh, This is is kind of why I have a mostly negative opinion about Dylan is because of this episode. And I think he is kind of a good boyfriend before, and he's kind of a good boyfriend at a different point in the show. We'll talk about that when we get there. But right now, this is like peak shitty boyfriend so you don't, I don't think i don't like that. you so you think he was just gonna keep trying yes. to get away with it until he had to oh you think this it. is the first time he made out with eric evan oh ho, ho, how naive mm. no they've been smooching a bunch well you i mean tell. we don't know i know <laughs> <laughs> we don't have this confirmed by canon so i can't say either way but um you think the first the first time he was smooching this boy the first time ever he planned ahead and told Marco, don't come over. Like, this is something he's been doing on the reg. He's like, Tuesday is my makeout with Eric day. And Marco wants to come over on a Tuesday. So I'm going to tell him to call me first. That's exactly what happened. Mm. It is canon. Uh, well, no, but plausible. <laughs> it's plausible. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then Craig makes a dig at Alex about like, calling her like a tramp i know that was uncalled for. which was like why is why are you just coming in hot why is alex catching strays here yeah also if there's a slut at degrassi guess what it's you craig yeah well then he starts getting roasted for being a two-timer <laughs> uh which you know justifiably so um and then ellie's conclusion from all of this is why can't people just be monogamous? <laughs> Great conclusion. <laughs> Good job, Ellie. Very productive. Very um, boomer mentality. We love you. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the takeaway here, but <laughs> sure, okay. You're a junior in high school. I guess weirdly, and I I think this is a mostly, uh, I think the thesis of this episode is mostly like anti polyamory, like mostly. So that having been said, I guess I am mildly fascinated that a show about high school in the like mid 2000s is talking about polyamory that's, that's kind of interesting i like that this subject gets brought up and i don't think it's like it's not a full miss either no and it's not also it's not like necessarily completely against dylan i think it's not 
It's more. It should be more. It, honestly, <laughs> I mean, honestly, they should kind of bring up the distinct. Like, I kind of wish the episode kind of made it clearer that like what Dylan wants isn't bad. It's just how he went about getting it that yeah. was bad. And they're so didactic about everything else. Why are yeah. they not putting that same so you know, you know effort here? I mean, I guess I'm. I guess it's more realistic maybe to have it be more ambiguous and just leave it up for us to be like, wait a second, sure. hang on here, sure. You know, because we can't. We have eyes. We have ears. We can suss that out. Yeah. Without the show telling us, you know. What to think. But, so, okay, so the group of them go to a party at Dylan's dorm that night. They do. And Marco turns on the TV to see the segment that Caitlin did on the blood drive. And is he in it at all? I can't quite remember. He is in it. But they cut out. Like, in B-roll form. And he gets, you know, he's name dropped. Um, But. They cut out his big political speech. Yes. His, his, the stand. His moment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, nothing about him being discriminated against made the cut. Um, but Craig does note that his uh, hair is really big. I know, and it looks good. Because <laughs> curls are nice. Jake Epstein, you're a national treasure. I just want to say and that. Ja- and Jake Epstein, I believe in a season or two, is going to have big curly hair again, and it looks good. Oh, I don't think so. No. Oh, no, wait, I'm thinking of last season. Yeah. Okay. No, Never mind. Th- that era is over. It's over. Well, it looked good when he had it. So, um... So Marco is obviously very upset by this uh, omission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in walks Eric, the Eric. guy who Dylan was sleeping around with. Eric. And they're toasting the summer with kamikazes, because that's how Eric talks. He does, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of upspeak going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marco is not happy to see him. And he decides. Well, and- he kind of is. He's not happy, but he's kind of like very measured in his response. Well, because he decides in true Olivia Rodrigo fashion, he wants to get Dylan back. Mm-hmm. And the meaning of that line is intentionally ambiguous. Get him back <laughs> or get him back. Oh, that Olivia Rodrigo. She's a real poet. That song is fucking good. Have you heard that song? I've only heard like two or three of Olivia Rodrigo songs. I would say the driver's license song is my least favorite. Oh, that's oh, that is no, that is a full like red herring. Don't like that song is. I like her other songs more. This one, get him back. Listen to get him back. It's really good. I'll listen to it. Um. So meanwhile, Spinner and Jay have infiltrated Degrassi and are going through the school. Pulling little pranks, little shenanigans. They're doing pranks. They're putting a bunch of chairs, chairs and up. Yeah. in front of the door so that yeah. like people can't, can't get, get in. in. <laughs> they like don't they toilet paper the the they do basketball some toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, it's in the gym. No stealing though. They haven't stolen a the single goal thing. The was to steal. I would be itemizing the most valuable things in the school. Go back and organize them by size and it, like how many of the expensive things can we fit into what spinner's car or whatever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. steal all the good stuff yeah the lab the computer lab computer lab really good come on now jay knows a thing or two about archie's got a new laptop lab. and he doesn't have cancer <laughs> this an, time it's so another it's alienware laptop <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't have cancer so it's okay <laughs> uh, and then they find the yearbooks that have yet to be released for okay, the year you want to know something evan yeah this moment don't. worked for me it's good it's really good it's good so, and you know i'm so i'm constantly skeptical of Spinner as a character. Spinner's number one hater. Yeah, I really am. And you know, again, nothing against the actor. I think whenever I dislike a character, it's a union of the writing and the, and like a miscasting. So if I'm ever criticizing the performance, more of a miscasting thing. But with Spinner, I have a hard time with him when he's trying to be funny. And I also have a hard time with him when he's being emotional, but I wish they would give him more emotional stuff because this really worked. 
I think he does the emotional stuff better. Well, and it's all nonverbal. This yes, is all which is the impressive thing. acting. So he's so he's going through the yearbook and he looks and the Jay's like, you know, blabbering on. Yeah. Um and Spinner finds photos of like himself and all his friends, like from you know when his he had his previous terrible haircut, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like which looking... is like I guess a step up from this one. This one's really rough. I don't know. I feel like it's a lateral move. I guess so. But um, and you know, it's like looking at a past life for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and it's it's very funny because it's only pictures from episodes that we've seen so far this year. Well, you last <laughs> it's him sem- at the car wash. It's from last semester. That's a long time I in, you so. know, high school time. It's true. Uh I want to note that the typography is hideous yeah. in this yearbook. Oof. When it says like friends forever, it looks like a Dungeons and Dragons font. <laughs> I, it does. <laughs> I didn't put that together, but Like it's yeah. giving like tabletop <laughs> RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like an independent board game that like someone is like working on in their garage, and this is the logo they have for now. Yeah, graphic design is not their passion. At, or is it on, on the yearbook staff? <laughs> um, or is it? Uh, so back at the dorm party, Marco tries to flirt with a solid five out of ten named Mike. Okay, I look again. I don't want to judge any actor's appearance in a negative way. But Marco, look, he's he's a he's a he's a catch. He's a, he's a little he's a little cute boy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why is he always going for these very average people, such as the uh, the hockey team boys? And now this boy, what's this boy's name? Is his name Mike. also Eric? Okay, no, it's Mike. Mike. <laughs> Everyone's at the college Everyone is Eric. Eric. Yeah. You know, so, Little Mermaid had a big impact on naming but boys. But it's not, look, I'm not even saying you have to go get with someone who looks like Brad Pitt because that's the only type of attractive person. I'm just saying pick someone with some style or some personality. This boy is like wearing like a... A polo and like I don't remember what he's wearing, but he looks like trash. I'm sorry, and it's just there's no personality. Marco is overflowing with personality. I like when the guy is like Marco. That was cringe, and it was pretty. (laughs) It was cringe, but like believable cringe. Like he's like, oh, I'm exoticizing this little, you know, swarthy boy. Yeah, and I guarantee you, this boy also thinks that Marco is Latino. You made the same mistake. Little does he know. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but instead of being jealous, Dylan's like practically toasting Marco's conquest, which I thought was funny. But, and this is what I kind of liked about the episode is if, you know, this ended up being something that Marco genuinely wanted. And if Dylan had approached it in a better way, like, I do think this is kind of a like cool representation of like young polyamory. It's like, oh, we're at a party together. You want to go make out with that guy for a little bit? I'm going to make out with this guy, Eric, because we make out sometimes. It's, it's kind of yeah. cute. Mazel it's like, it's like low-key early 20s relationship goals. Like, this is not a bad situation, Marco. It's not what Marco wants right now. and we'll Which get is into important. That. That's <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. But for me, I would have been very happy with this. Yeah. I think Dylan's reaction, again, I, I, I like Dylan's reaction. Like, it's pretty believable to They're me. Fun to just feel like he's yeah. like, he's like, ooh. Go do your thing. Like, he kind of is like, mmm, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, 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 you know, it's and good. I think he's like, and I got the hotter one, so I feel dominant tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, you know, Marco's trying to make him jealous, and it's like, well, maybe you should aim higher. <laughs> oh, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, so, back I in- get it, though. When you're young, you're just like, ooh, a gay. <laughs> We've got to have sex. Yeah. I found one. It's true. <laughs> it's like a shiny Pokemon. You, just, yep. you get the one you get. Ah, uh, it's a Wurmple. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rattata. I actually got a shiny Rattata. I was so well, mad. Well, shiny Rattatas, are they um, gold, though? 
Um, are they green? They're, they're green. ratatas, so that's the problem. They're green. It's not cute. And they're ratatas, and which they're is ratatas. the other problem. Yeah. So, uh, what else did I get? God, I'm trying to remember like all the horribles. I remember I was shiny hunting once. We're fully going. To I never got any shinies in the old ones. I only get them in the new ones where they've like upped the rate. It's like so four thousand instead of like, hundred thousand. I think this is like fourth gen, and I was shiny hunting for a specific Pokemon, and I told my friend, I was like, "What if I get a shiny? I don't know if it was Rattata. It might have been another Pokemon that I like didn't want, but let's say Rattata." And I was like, imagine if I got a shiny Rattata and then I got a shiny Rattata. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? In- and of course I caught it, but yes. I wasn't happy. Of course, you gotta. In, you gotta catch them all. Um, in Gen 4, is there like a shiny boosting item? No, like, I don't think so. Okay, so you're just like going for it. I Well, I think, well, maybe they had the shiny charm at that point, but I did not have the shiny charm okay. in my possession. Well, then you're wasting your time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Back at Degrassi, Spinner plans to commit a little light arson. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, look, if you want to defiantly burn the yearbooks, let's take it outside, because then it's going to be vandalism. If you do it inside, it's fully arson. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I think the, he wants to torch the school. He does want to burn right? down the school. Like, this is, he's like, well, this is proxy, but you know what? This is a proxy I want. And who talks him out of it but Jay? Jay, the rare voice of reason. Now, this is sort of my central issue with Jay Hogarth, the character, is this is his face turn right now. Mm-hmm. It's 100% unearned. Why does he have this change of heart? He has shown no remorse for the things that he has done that has led to them being expelled. Now, all of a sudden, he's just decided to be the voice of reason. It's so arbitrary. Well... I get that they like the actor who plays Jay, so they want to make him a more likable character. But I've always had a problem with it, because this this is the moment where it turns. And I don't think it's anything. Well, I think it's an issue of, like, limits. I think Jay is a man who has limits. And he... Does he? I think setting the school on fire is a, is perhaps a bridge too far he for him. A, he stole a laptop from a cancer patient. So does Sean. And I know, we, and Sean And we dick. love Sean. Well, Sean went through a bunch of shit well, that we, we, we saw can, him become a better person. Well, we never saw that with Jay. Well, you know, That's if we're reading issue. between the lines, I feel like we can assume that Jay's probably had a hard knock life as well. I still think he's a Mercer Island kid. Okay. Well, so I don't know. I Again, he's also a very good actor. He's a good actor. I, get I actually think he's sense. probably one of the best actors they have on this show. And when he what like, do you think? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh and you know, so he like top ten <laughs> sincerely pleads with Spinner to stop and tells him that this isn't going to fix his problems. And sure, you could like chalk that up to like, you know, the writer just needing a voice of reason to walk Spinner back from, you know, the edge. But I don't know. I think at this moment works. Okay. Very well. I've said my piece. My mind has not been changed. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So, okay, Marco and Craig are sitting alone in a stairwell. They and are. Marco has not pursued um, Mike, apparently. No, he was told to go downstairs to meet Mike in his dorm, and, and he, he couldn't make it past the stairwell. Cold feet. Just sitting in there with Craig. And Craig is trying to cheer him up by telling him what a great guy he is and how he's such a little cutie patootie. Yeah. Honestly, this is a great moment, and I think it's because these two actors are so good. They're really great. And they, and they've obviously, they've known each other for several seasons. They have a rapport. It's great. It's a cute little scene. Yeah. What happens? Uh, then in walks Dylan and Marco in a panic kisses Craig. So contrived. So silly. Uh, and Craig makes a face. Well, how would you describe this face? What? <laughs> well, it's, 
his eyes become the size of like saucer plates. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he looks I, like a, a gray alien. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's wild. His re- I mean, honestly, Degrassi Hall of Fame moment. Just his face. Yes, and again, this moment is so thinly justified. They clearly just did it so they should they could like show this clip. In, in trailer in reels trailers, for, yeah. to, to, for years to come. Yes, and it, it works. They use it all the time, and people are like, what? Why did these two kiss? And then you watch it, and you're like, oh, no reason. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's I fine. I love this moment. You don't like this moment? It's fine. It's cute. No, it's cute. It's just I don't think it makes any sense. <laughs> well, I and then Dylan basically reacts like with bemusement more than anything, and he's like, okay. Sure. Well, all right, then. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's a great I'm not moment. saying I don't like it. I'm just I, saying in the world of humans acting like humans, it, it would never happen. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, nothing's going to make Dylan more jealous than kissing a straight man. That's, that's the dream of all gays, isn't I it? I mean, he's the, he's, he would have probably been the prom. Well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so, okay. So Marco finally confronts Dylan over their relationship. And he tells him that he doesn't want him seeing other people. And Dylan says... That him seeing other people doesn't change how he feels about Marco. But Marco tells him that it changes how he feels about himself. Yes. And of course, I am the biggest advocate for being a hoe out there. But, you know, you it takes two to tango. You got to have it be cool with partners on both sides. You got to be communicative. Mm-hmm. And Marco wants something monogamous. And that's a valid thing to want. It's a confusing thing to want, but it's a valid thing to want. Well, you know, and obviously there's a reason that this is dovetailing with Marco being denied as a blood donor because, you know, slut. Because slut. Because slut. Because slut. <laughs> and, you know, because gay gays be slutting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is why he was denied um, because of because of homophobia. Um, and, you know, I do think I, I think it's interesting to sort of interrogate like whether Marco's feelings about this dynamic and like feelings on having an op- a non-monogamous relationship are rooted in shame and internalized yes. homophobia catholicism yeah certainly <laughs> so and again it's not to say that obviously you know one could want a, a non-monogamous or a, one could want a monogamous relationship regardless of you know internalized homophobia or not like i don't think some gays who want monogamous relationships are oh they just have internalized homophobia no, they need to no, of they need not. to loosen up like it's like <laughs> i think you know monogamy is perfectly valid just like being asexual is valid like whatever you need like just express your needs yeah people are people are different people have preferences for how they navigate their life yeah in these and you know and navigate relationships uh and you know this is valid but i do think it's interesting to interrogate and obviously this is you know the work that Marco needs to do, uh, this imaginary character. Um, but like, you know, to interrogate, like, you know, how much of this is rooted in shame and internalized homophobia. And obviously, again, I think it's Im- the important context is here uh, that he was just denied being a blood donor because mm. of societal conceptions of homosexuality and what is considered deviant, right? What if his dad came in and his dad was like, Marco, why you have a more than one partner? <laughs> that's what he needs. That's the validation he needs. He's yeah. like, Marco, you need to lay down more pipe. <laughs> Ooh, like, like Mario. Mario. Like Mario, yeah. <laughs> Mario lay down so many pipe. <laughs> okay, this is good. Oh, we stumbled upon we, a genius bit. We've done it. Um, <laughs> if we get one laugh out of our audience, that is... Honestly, I wish the audience listening at home could have seen like the look we gave each other. It was, it was 
Mario also we have plays never, pipe. We have never been more in sync. We were mind melding. Our, our minds, yeah, exactly. Our minds were one cosmic connection right. here. Uh, but Dylan tells him that his freedom is too important to him. And Marco breaks up with him. Honestly, everyone's being emotionally intelligent here. I don't have any notes. They're acknowledging their needs and their needs are not compatible at this point in time. Yep. And they go their separate ways. But maybe they will be in the future. Oh, who knows? Uh, Adama Ruggiero is very good in this episode. I he's good. Point out. He was always a good actor, even when he was a little tiny baby. And now that he's becoming a young adult, he's keeping his chops. He's really good. Yeah. When he said, I hate fags, I believed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's really great. And he, uh, this, this is one of my favorite Marco episodes. He has more agency than he usually does. Yeah, and this episode, again, touching on things that are relevant. Evergreen, yeah. really. Did you like the song that played when they broke up? Uh, it was also, like, similarly, like, weepy. It was kind of, it, Mid-2000s yeah, bullshit. Exactly. But I think the only lyric was the word goodbye. <laughs> well. <laughs> like, goodbye, yay, 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 goodbye. There you go. <laughs> it was like that for a while. Listen, their music choices will get more sophisticated as the show goes on, I feel like. I feel like we had, like, a season, a moment in, like, season three where we were like, wait, is the music getting better? And now I feel like we're back to just, like, bad sort of not ready for radio alt rock you know <laughs> college radio sure yeah uh so at school the next day spinner once again tries to break bread with ms hot sauce and, and he says i'm so so sorry and he makes a sincere plea to get his life back on track and she agrees to get him enrolled in summer school she gives him the forms yeah he's on the right track baby do you think that hot salakos and look we're going off of a I don't know who that is. I only recognize him as Hot Sauce. Okay. Do you think that Principal Hot Sauce is a better principal than Principal Radich? Are you pleased with the regime change? Or do you think it's the same old bullshit? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I'm Okay, I'm trying to remember her trajectory her uh, trajectory as the series goes on. I think she actually has like a pretty sloppy run. Oh, really? Principal. I'm trying to remember. Well, I know one thing she does where she's like, you know yeah that's kind of that's pretty messy <laughs> that was no that was funny okay that was that, well, we'll that's, what I remember, that's what i'm thinking of we've yeah. got lots of fun things ahead for principal hot Salakos, so look forward to it listeners uh so okay we're wrapping things up with this episode marco goes to caitlin's studio and asks about the rest of their interview and you know what happened to all that footage and she tells him that her higher-ups wanted her to bury it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as someone who's been involved in AIDS activism, she was pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, She's done a lot of work with HIV-AIDS in Africa, as we learned yeah, in previous episodes. And she, as she exposited this episode, just in case we that's, forgot. That's where she got her haircut. <laughs> that's where, yeah. It's where everyone goes to get their single white female haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Marco, who's freshly single and ready to... Be distracted. Yes. Um, decides he wants to get also get involved, and he decides to travel with Caitlin to Africa and the Caribbean that summer. Honestly, as far as, like, breakup panic moves, I think this is one of the more constructive ones you could do. Yeah, better than bleaching your hair. Ooh, yeah, he dodged a bullet. <laughs> uh, so that's this episode. What were your thoughts? You like this? I guess I did. <laughs> I really like this I episode. Think it's a good episode, yeah. Um, I like, you know, and I like that it wrestles with more complicated queer issues. Yeah. And, you know, and more subtle forms of homophobia. I think this is the queerest episode they've had. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, like, it doesn't feel like, oh, we've, like, painted rainbows on a regular Degrassi episode. This feels like it's, like, actual queer issues, and I'm interested by it. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, I liked it. 
does this episode go there? I guess because of what I just said. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, I think it does. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not like the flashiest of episodes, but I still think the content is I think there's I think it's interesting. This is a, a great under the radar, good Degrassi episode. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, we'll take a little break and we'll talk about this next one, won't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> We are back. With we season... are. Yeah. I, I was agreeing. That's right. <laughs> and we are talking about season four, episode 20, West End Girls, named after the song by Pet Shop Boys. In West End town, the dead end world, the East End boys and West End girls. Are you a fan? West End girls. I don't know any other Pet Shop Boys songs. Oh, this really? Is, this is a good one. Uh, I don't either, actually. It's a bop. It's a great song. Yeah. So, this is a song that, like, my parents would have on, like, their, like, cleaning the house playlist. Oh, you know? that's fun. So I have a, I have a positive association. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Aw. I feel like my mom mostly just listened to, like, Americana music. Mm. Like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> the Almond Brothers? And what no, <laughs> no, like, the, like, like, the Mavericks. That's her, that's her shit. What? Yeah, what is that? It's, it's okay. <laughs> okay. You know, we don't have to get into it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, the Spirit Squad is practicing a routine for the big year-end performance, mm-hmm. which I guess is like an institution here. Oh my God! Can you imagine closing out a school year without the big cheerleading performance? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No. In fact, that's if they don't do it, then di- the diplomas don't count. <laughs> it's it seals the end of the school year. Uh, but Paige, as the captain, has been seriously shirking her duties while Manny has been picking up the slack and it shows in practice when, mm-hmm. like, Paige is, like, struggling to keep up. Yeah, Paige is, she's got to think about her moves. She's like, ooh, am I doing it right? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and it's reading. It's reading not, on her face. Not her usual expert cheerleading. No, know? no, not at all. Uh, Something's but- amiss. But Paige continues to take credit for Manny's hard work. Yeah, Hatsalakos comes up and she's like, Oh my god, that was the best cheer I've ever seen. And Paige is like, yeah, I, I did That's that That's right. Shit. It sure was. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's all because of me. Yeah. And also, Manny who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and none of this is helped, of course, by their previous cat fight over the whole, you know, Mr. O controversy. Mm-hmm. So we're still reeling from that. Um, so as Manny... Manny was, had red nails and I thought it was pretty tacky. <laughs> you didn't like them? I don't know. It's like very like, I don't know classical for it didn't, didn't fit her vibe very striking yeah yeah it was weird I, I think of her more of like a pink or a nude a nude yeah you yeah could just do a shiny top yeah coat. yeah exactly yeah. um so as manny is relaying all of this drama rama to emma and toby toby asks manny to the dance and I, oh yeah in in a blink and you miss it you know kind of promposal yeah Toby and, very meekly says, oh, go to dance with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that voice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so as she uh, tries to let him down easy, Marco swoops into the rescue and says that Manny is his date to the dance. Yes. And this is good GBF behavior. Thank you for saving Manny. No one wants to hang out with Toby. <laughs> did you notice, um, did you get a look at uh, Emma's hair? <laughs> Yeah. It was weird, right? Really? I thought it looked good. No, I thought it was weird. Really? Why? Just like a weird like side bang that like swoops down. Oh, and I, thought it, I thought it looked cute. I don't know. 
to me it was like oh like Paige's and marco's hair got better so like we need to sacrifice <laughs> so now emma's hair sucks <laughs> i thought she looked nice i thought she looked good at the prom i thought in the hallway she looked like trash oh my god <laughs> uh but there's a catch uh that marco and all his friends are going with Paige. they are and she plans on bringing matt which is, he would not be welcome. No, that, that would not be allowed. <laughs> it would certainly not be allowed. I don't even know, like, okay, so let's, logistically, let's talk about this. <laughs> I did not go to my own prom, but the year after I graduated, I went to prom with my boyfriend to his high school, because we were a year apart, mm-hmm. and it was allowed because I was under 21, I guess. So is that the logistics here? But then it's like, shouldn't it be only allowed if he's under 19? Because that's the drinking age. Uh, well, I don't know if that's necessarily the policy at play here. Yeah, but... and I'm, I'm just saying, like, forgetting that he they had the whole scandal. No, I'm, that, I'm not forgetting that. I'm saying, no, that's the whole issue here. I'm just trying to get a baseline. You know, I'm like, would this be allowed otherwise? That's oh, I think I'm it saying. would be allowed okay. otherwise. I think it would be fine otherwise. But the Do fact that... Do you think that... she hasn't put in the thought that that won't be allowed? Well, the, the writers certainly didn't put in the thought <laughs> because they didn't address it at any point. They just made it seem like, yeah, that's... That'll work. Yeah. That's fine. I agree. Oh, everyone, she's bringing Matt. Just, it, just FYI. It was very weird. It'll be the 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 worst thing that'll happen is that it'll be awkward. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think that would ever fly. But okay. So Manny asks Hazel if she can smooth things over between her and Paige. So Hazel invites her to go shopping with them, <laughs> mm-hmm. and see if she can manage to eat crow there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. So they gotta go to the mall. See what see what happens there. Meanwhile, Caitlin Ryan is in the studio interviewing Kevin Smith. Now, I remember watching this as a kid, and I already knew who Kevin Smith was because I had seen Dogma, uh, and I had seen oh, yeah, I had seen maybe Chasing Amy. I'd seen a couple of his movies, and I was like, wait, is that is that Kevin Smith? Is that Kevin Smith playing Kevin Smith? What what's happening? And yes, it is. It sure is. Yep. So apparently this came about because Kevin Smith uh, was actually a huge fan of Degrassi. This is what I've heard, yes. Like Degrassi High, like OG Degrassi. Mm-hmm. And apparently he even wanted Stacy Stacy Mistyson, I don't know how you, I think it's Mistyson, who plays Caitlin. Oh. Uh, he wanted her to be in Clerks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. interested in that. Yeah. Uh, Would she have been like the cocksucking ex-girlfriend? I or? haven't seen Clerks, so I don't know. Clerks is a pretty good movie. I, look, I actually think that for a while, Kevin Smith was like making some cool, interesting movies. I don't think he's aged into an interesting filmmaker. I'll be totally honest. I don't think his movies are actively bad. They're just very uninteresting to me. Mm-hmm. But I think at this time, he was like a legit filmmaker with some street cred. So it was like, kind of cool and weird for him to do this. Yeah, I I remember, I mean, again, I was, I have only seen, like, a couple of his movies, and at this point, I don't think I had seen any of his movies, but I, like, had an awareness of Kevin Smith, and so I knew, like, oh, this is, well, I mean, of course, I was watching this, like, years after it (laughs) aired. Yes. Um, But I was like, oh, that's neat that this happened. Can I also say, um... Kevin Smith is like a, a good actor. He is. He's well, really well, I mean, good and well, natural I mean, in this. I mean, he is an actor. He's acts. I know, but when he acts, he's either playing a person who does not talk. That's true. <laughs> or he's playing like the guy who like looks at Daredevil's evidence. Like he's not like an actor actor. Right. He's no, he's good in this. He's very winning. He's he's charismatic. You love seeing him on screen. 
He's got those big old shorts. <laughs> and you're like, you believe these interactions that he has with these students. They don't come off as creepy or like uh, manipulative, which they could because he's a powerful person from Hollywood. You know, I kind of liked all of this. No, I I also kind of loved it. It's great. It's I mean, a lot of people consider this like Degrassi's jumping the shark moment. I think but it's Degrassi's jumping the good moment. I <laughs> jump to a good. Thing. Yeah, I think it kind of works. TVH. Um, also, apparently, he had a big crush on Caitlyn growing up. I mean, that's why they wrote well, this yeah, plot. Well, <laughs> um, you know, so um, we'll see what... Th- this will be reflected, let's yes. just say, in the episodes to come. Yes, and I just want to say, Caitlyn, in both of these episodes, really good. I'm always talking shit about Caitlyn. I think she's great. I think her acting is good. I think her characterization is great. I love it when she's in girl boss mode. Once she starts being a lovesick puppy... I get angry, and well, that's exactly what's well, going to happen next week. But well, basically, when that. when Caitlyn becomes the main character, that's when it's like, okay, no, yes. no, 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 go back to the sidelines. No, she needs to be the legacy character. She needs to be Princess Leia. Like, okay, Finn and Rey, go do that stuff. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. An administrative role, exactly. <laughs> um. So anyway, so she's okay. So like, she's interviewing Kevin Smith, and the setup here, the context is that he's location scouting in Canada for his next Jay and Silent Bob film. Jay and Silent Bob go Canadian A. And I, as a kid, I was sort of perplexed by the meta narrative of this. I thought this was a real movie that had come out that I didn't know about. (laughs) And I didn't realize that they're, no, they're making up a fictional Jay and Silent Bob movie for this Degrassi. Uh Uh-huh. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. So Caitlin introduces Kevin Smith to uh, Craig and he gets Craig in touch with uh, the music producer for the film and to possibly get him to record the soundtrack for the movie. Yes. And this is which is <laughs> wild. <laughs> uh, yeah. A pretty big offer to someone you've never even heard. Never heard his music before. And I get it. It's like if the music sucks, he's going to send it to the music producer and the music producer is going to say, Kevin, this kid can't make music. Right, sure. Yeah. Sure. But this is still a wild offer. Do you want to do the soundtrack to my, I assume, multi-million dollar movie? Person who, I don't even know if you can actually play guitar. Yeah, he really wants to fuck Galen. Damn. <laughs> I think that's the situation. Because Galen's like, oh yeah, this is like my friend's son. This is my son. stepson. Oh, stepson, right. My friend. So yeah, she's my I for- friend. I forget who's related to who. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so meanwhile, Paige is shopping for a prom dress. And she, she is. and she finds the perfect one. It's actually pretty cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's got some tool at the bottom. It's mm. pink. Yeah. Hot pink. Hot pink. It's a good color. It doesn't look tacky. Um, uh, it's got some depth to it. You know? Yeah. It's got a little richness. Although it's a little too small for her, but... It is, but she's making it work. She's making it work. Uh, but then she steps out of the dressing room and she sees that Manny has on the same dress. In the extra small. She, and she says, is that the extra small? Uh, no. I mean, he's like, no. this? No, no. no def- I think this def- is large. Definitely I not. I don't know. Let She's like, try. I've been eating a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> and so she tries to make peace with Paige, but Paige just tells her to take off the dress. This is a really good scene. I don't know what I like about it. I think it's like because... Because they're having a bitch fest? They're having a bitch fest, but also I think it's just like kind of well shot and the acting's really like... Oh yeah, the the, the camera angles are really like daring. Yeah. It, <laughs> no, they're not. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. It felt cinematic. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan's like, you know, I was inspired no. by... It felt like Mean Girls. Like, it's, so much of this show is trying to chase that, like, Heather's Mean Girls vibe. And I feel like this scene gets 98% of the way there. And I was impressed by it. 
I, I mean, I love to see the, the dolls fight. So, yeah. yeah, this is fun. This is good content. So, and very well shot, as we both agree. <laughs> so, Craig, thrilled with the opportunity Kevin Smith has granted him, is excited to start practicing with Ashley. But she, Which is a very funny thing. He, like, walks into the garage and he's like, we gotta start writing songs right now. Yeah, yeah. No, no time to explain. Yeah, it's like, you could sell him some of your existing songs is the other thing. That's true. <laughs> uh, but she tells him that her dad, who is now working in London for the B- BBC, the BBC, got her a summer job also working at the BBC. Nepotism. Mm. Uh, and what is, is that an interest of hers? <laughs> well, she's just, she's just, you know, she's just trying to like explore opportunities and she wants to go to London. When like, did she express an interest in journalism though? Well, I think she mostly just wants to go to London. Okay. Like, so she's probably like, just working in the mail room or whatever. Oh, well she says her job is tea girl, which means <laughs> like an office <laughs> did grind. Did she really say tea girl? She said oh, tea girl. This is a thing. Oh my God. That is so funny. Yeah. Well, but I, it is a real thing. In, it is in London. Okay. This is a thing. It means office grunt. It does not mean trans woman who probably performs in porn. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> I, I got a cackle. That is very girl. funny. I cannot believe I missed it. And British trans women. I can't Like, are you making it. jokes about this? Are you having fun with this? Tea girl. That's so fun. Tea British girl. trans women, please, like, make a, a sketch show called Tea Girl, but it's spelled T-E-A, and it's about you and oh, your life it's really, a tea girl. It's really good. I, um, love, I love this, and I can't believe I missed it. I wish I could be a tea girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to go to London? <laughs> I just got to see my endocrinologist first. Oh, my God, babe. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, so, Craig tells her flatly, you're not going to London. Uh, it's kind of weird, yeah. And then he tells, well, you you think he's, I, for a second I was like, wait, is he going to have like a, a bipolar episode, yeah. breakdown? Um, but uh, no, he tells her that they're going to record the soundtrack for the next Jay and Silent Bob movie. And she is, of course, thrilled. I guess. She's kind of thrilled. No, she's like, what? Yeah, she looks at the number on his hand and she's like, what? This is so official. A number on your hand. <laughs> yeah, it's a good opportunity. Well, let's continue. Let's see what happens with this opportunity. Oh, well, so, okay. Meanwhile, Mr. O, or Matt, as mm-hmm. we're calling him now, I guess, um, tells Paige that he's taken a summer job in the Yukon yeah. planting trees yeah. because he's broke. Yeah. Because he lost his job mm-hmm. and now, his career's over. I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you notice um, his forehead? <laughs> <laughs> was there no blemish? There's no bump. <laughs> really? It was a zit. <laughs> Huh. It was a zit. There's nothing wow. there now. Like a season long zit. It Just wasn't like... season long. It was only for that no, episode. No, he had a bump for There's multiple... no bump there anymore. That's... But, but Mid-episode, it went but away. But I'm saying he had the bump. So he had like a pimple that was like okay. yet to like produce like a head. And Okay. This is my theory is he You could shot... have a pimple for a while. Before he shot it... all of his shit in like one week. And then this, he came back like a month later to shoot just this one scene. That's my theory. Why a month? I don't know, because there's no pockmark anymore. <laughs> it doesn't take that long. What are you talking very about? very nice and healed. I don't know. Okay, we get it. You have clear skin. You've never had a pimple in your life. You I don't do know how they work. I do not. I had some bad pimples this week, Evan. Well, then and you would know. right now. Then you would know so how this works. you're rubbing it in on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're rubbing it in. Um, <laughs> I just think it's funny that during the worst week of his life, he also had a big pimple on his head. That's the only thing that I find funny. Really, that's related. Really gilding the lily, the yeah. shit lily. Um, so as if she'd. Uh, anyways, okay. So um, 
And even worse, he's leaving before the prom. Mm. Yeah. So he can't go to the thing that he was probably legally not allowed to Right. I was like, as if he'd be able to go anyway. (laughs) Why are we pretending like this was a possibility? Yeah. Like, imagine the scandal of like, oh, the teacher who was sleeping with a student is now at the prom with the student that he was sleeping with. And it's on school grounds, too. Yes. Uh, So, whatever. Anyway, this is not acknowledged by the show. Whatever. Regardless, this means that Paige is without a date. And so we smash cut to Marco telling Manny that he's going to the prom with Paige instead. Mm. To her utter disappointment. Poor Manny. And Darcy tells her, tells Manny, that Paige is having trouble with the 1QP2 Grapevine 3 combo. Whatever the fuck that is. 1QP2? What did you say? 1QP2 Grapevine 3. I I want you to spell what you're saying. (laughs) 1-QP2. K E W Pi Q I Q P Q P. That's what she calls this is, it. Is this the captions that you copied down? Yeah. One Q P two. One Q P two Grapevine three. Okay, wait. So I think it's like one Q P two Grapevine three. I mean, I don't even know what a grapevine is. So a grapevine is where you walk sideways and you cross your legs. Oh. It's a very simple move. Okay. Well, I guess a Q P something. I don't know what a Q P is. <laughs> one Q P two Grapevine three. Uh, anyway, so Paige is really struggling with this, and as are we, to yes. be fair. So, <laughs> I don't, I'm not even sure we're saying it in rhythm. So, Manny is like, decides to like condescend to Paige and tell and say that, like, oh, I'll teach you, I'll take it really, really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paige decides to put her foot down and take Manny's place, relegating her to the mascot. Yes, and this is petty and unnecessary and probably harmful to the number. Well, yeah, because, of course, like, the rest of the squad protests this and the fact that, you know, they're supposed to perform in two hours and they've never caught Paige before. So they're not yeah. planning, you know, you know, they've done this with Manny. They haven't done this with Paige. It's going to be hard to catch her. Because she can't fit into the extra small. Yeah, because her butt is huge. Her big butt. Um, so, <laughs> so later, Manny and Darcy start scheming to overthrow Paige. Yeah. And we'll see how... Oh, we'll see how this turns out immediately, because... Uh, yeah, it's a full showgirls moment. <laughs> well, yeah, so... <laughs> the, There's no pearls, but otherwise it's exactly showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, so at the Degrassi year-end celebration, where Kevin Smith and Caitlin Ryan are in attendance, because... He's, for, he's scouting, He's right? scouting, and for some reason, Caitlin is, like, attend, like, helping him scout... I think we're supposed to believe they just really hit it off. I guess. I mean, she was clearly wants to do this as a favor. Like, she has no professional obligation. But also, and I've been in this situation occasionally, just because of my loose affiliation with drag, sometimes a famous person will just find someone who's, like, not a weirdo to them and glom onto them. Oh. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I've been, like, at a nightclub and, like, there's a big brew girl there. And everyone's acting weird around the Rue girl. And then the Rue girl just hangs out with me because I'm not weird about it. An escort. Yes. Yeah. Caitlin is is Kevin Smith's escort. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chaperoning. Chaperone. So, so, um, and so the Spirit Squad, they're performing. And as they're supposed to catch Paige, Darcy and Shantae just let her fall. And they go, <laughs> And they giggle about it. <laughs> uh, so, Which is like very incriminating. Well, while Paige it should be like, oh, right, no. yeah, feigning surprise, uh, and <laughs> as Paige is like wailing in a full like, um, what's it? What's the opposite of Tanya Harding? What's her <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan? Kerrigan. Yeah, it's a Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan moment. Um, She's basically saying why. 
why? Yeah. <laughs> I like why? Can so, I just say during the Itania, and we're just full distractions during the Itania um, sort of cycle of that being in pop culture. I saw a Tanya Harding themed drag show. And someone did a number to Why Not by Hilary Duff. And it was, <laughs> why, why, why not take uh, a crazy <laughs> chance? Why? It was really good. <laughs> I wish I remembered that drag queen's name. I do not. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. I know Paige has been unreasonable and, like, kind of a tyrant. But y'all broke her fucking leg. It's just, it's such an overreaction. Over petty cheerleader politics. Yes. Um, like I you think could these, ruin her cheerleading. Career I like for these her girls life. should be arrested, honestly. Yes, or suspend, expel, expulsion, Expelled. expulsion for go all of them. With, go hang out with Darcy, or I mean Spinner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like it's shocked, honestly, that this transpired. But okay. And also speaking of Darcy, just the fun thing of tracking when a like future main character is still in like side character mode. I, I'm liking how Darcy is kind of just slowly but surely elbowing her way into like the main conflicts she's yeah. like now all of a sudden Paige and manny who have had beef since the beginning of the show now i'm very involved in it i'm darcy care yeah. about me she she did what chester couldn't she did which what, is rise yeah. to the occasion yes chester you blew it you could have been darcy you could have been on 90210. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Craig and Ashley meet with Kevin Smith's music producer, who plays their demo. And he is uh, not impressed, and he unleashes on them a barrage of musical references. All he's, he only speaks in band names. He only speaks in... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's and, like an improv game. <laughs> and he dismisses them as a whiny girl impersonating Kate Bush and Bon Jovi wannabes. Now, I really want to unpack this. Is that an accurate insult for either of them? Well, I find this very insulting to Kate Bush because Ashley is obviously impersonating Dido. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> um, yes, I actually think that's exactly what Ashley is doing. And I agree, she does not give me Kate Bush vibes. She's not doing like kind of... No theatricality. Yeah. And I guess calling Craig Bon Jovi is a pretty solid burn. <laughs> but Bon Jovi doesn't do ska. <laughs> I guess they didn't turn in any skull. That's true, they didn't. I just want to talk about the other thing that bothers me about the scene, and I guess I guess we're to believe that this is not a good music producer. But he's a jerk. He's a jerk, but he's also like Kevin Smith oh, later right. kind of, a dis, uh, what do you say, like, um, discredits him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if, like, that's what this characterization is, is he's just like a pedantic man who's like, look at all the bands I can list. And he's not even doing the right references. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the reading I was getting. But the other thing that bothered me is he says that he wants them to sound like the meat puppets. And when uh, Craig and Ashley are leaving, he's like, Oh, I guess we're not the beef puppets. He should know who the meat puppets is. Did he say the beef puppets? He says the beef puppets. The meat puppets are a very successful band, and he's already expressed that he's a fan of Nirvana, so he would know them from the unplugged. Oh, I thought he said the meat puppets. He says beef puppets. Oh. He doesn't know who the meat puppets is, which I think he would. Mmm. Continue. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, So, later, Manny is struggling to find a prom dress, and she's, like, wearing this, like... (laughs) What is this dress? It's like... I have no memory of it. Describe it to me. It's very matronly. Like, yeah. it's like looks like a funer- funereal almost. Sure. Like, it has, like, long sleeves. It's, like, black. Yeah. Maybe velvet. Maybe and don't get a black 
prom dress. I right. Think that's I'm, your just first like, problem. I'm just like, surely there were other options. Some, maybe in like a pastel or like something with a floral print. Yeah, it was just weird. Um, but she's still hell bent on the dress that Paige was supposed to wear. But as Emma tells her, Paige won't be going to prom after breaking her leg. Obviously. How could she? How could she? (laughs) So Manny decides to wear it after all. And to ease her and Darcy's guilty consciences, they decide to vote for Paige for prom queen. Yes, and we've kind of skipped over um, a small side thing. Uh, JT and Liberty are kind of running this prom. And their main contribution is a cheese buffet. Which is referenced like four times. Everyone cannot stop talking about they, the cheese. Okay, buffet. I guess the writers thought this was much funnier than I thought it was because I was like, "Why are we? Keep, why are we doing callbacks to this? What is a cheese buffet? It just sounds like a like, like a cheese plate, like like, like 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 yeah, 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 like sticks of cheese. This has a name or like cubes. That's not a buffet. Yeah. Well, maybe if you get a lot of cheeses, it's just cheese. <laughs> yes. But the other problem is if you're only eating cheese, and I suppose there's probably like a bread or a cracker that they're putting these cheeses yeah. on. If you're only serving cheese, that gym is going to just smell like weird cheeses. <laughs> because clearly there's multiple cheeses. Yeah. Some of those cheeses are going to be smelly. The smells are going to combine. It's not just going to stay in the corner. It's going to waft everywhere. This whole prom is going to smell of cheese. I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, some people love the smell of cheese. I like the taste of cheese. I don't want to just like have the odor about I, I'm not sure it's a great prom food, but I no. don't know. I'm not sure what... That's the other thing. Everyone's going to be trying to kiss later. They're going to have cheese breath. They're going to have a milky mouth. Works. Well, maybe they'll have a Tic Tac bowl. <laughs> I hope they do, but I don't think that's going to solve the viscosity of the spit. Lacto- lactose All right, changes I, the viscosity of your spit. This is too much. This is too much. Um, I don't want them to have gross prom kisses. <laughs> so, uh, little do Manny and Darcy know that Paige... Is in fact attending prom. Yes. And she gets off. Crushes in hand as she delivers a monologue on her series of prom fiascos from years past while hopped up on painkillers. It's a pretty wonderful monologue, fantastically delivered. And she's in full villain mode because she says the special bus and Jimmy is like three feet behind her. Yeah. Because Jimmy also had a mobility issue at the prom. Yeah. Uh, So Hazel, thank goodness, really knocks her down a yeah times. she stands up to Paige at last and tells and tells her off for her behavior yeah and for hazel has an opinion yeah and it's a big one yeah she hasn't had one ever <laughs> so it's all pent up she found her back though yeah and so you know she tells her off for making this night all about her when she wanted it to be special for jimmy which is absolutely where the focus should be Paige. absolutely be cool Paige. And not only for that, but also for shirking her responsibilities as Spirit Squad captain and not giving Manny her flowers. Yeah, I think this rivalry, this this rivalry with, rivalry. <laughs> with Manny is really clouding her perception of things. Well, she's gone off the deep end. She has. And she's on painkillers. She's on, She is on painkillers, so I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But she's like acting like old vindictive Paige. You know, this, I feel like this rivalry has like brought her back to a negative place. Yeah. I, I mean, Lauren Collins is just chewing in Gosh. this scene. This episode would be nothing without her. She is carrying it on her shoulders. She does a great job. She is being so cunty. It is so, it is miraculous to witness, yes. honestly. <laughs> it's so good to see the good old Paige back. So, back at the dance, Manny is dancing with Toby as yes. her penance. And there's a, yeah, there's a very funny line in the scene before where she's like, yeah, I'm sorry we broke her foot, but uh, I, I'm going to vote for her for prom queen. And as extra penance, I'm going to go dance with Toby. Yeah. 
And she's making good on that promise. And you know what? Like, I kind of wish they just leaned into this with Toby more often. Because this was funny. Oh, the, how he's like the Meg of the show. Yeah, they, they don't like him. Uh, they're very mean to him. He's like, le- the actor Jake Goldsby is leaning into being like a gross little weasel. Like, this is what the character should be. My main problem with Toby is like, he's just unlikable in a way that's not fun to watch. And this is him like being fun and slimy. I liked this. Yeah. More well, of this. Yeah. Just yeah. kidding. Toby will almost never be on the show again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. He, he was on for many years. So at the dance, Caitlin is still giving Kevin Smith a tour yes. of the school. I'm like, how much of the school grounds have you yet to cover? She's like, and this is the girls locker room. And here's some passcodes to some of the lockers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is where we keep our uh, master key. I just feel like Miss Hot, Hot Sauce should be doing this instead. Yes, absolutely. Or like, you know, some school official. Is this even the same school that she went to? It looks completely different. Did they level it at some point and build a new school in its place? I mean, I'm sure they built like an addition, but okay, I think sure. it's the same school. Okay. And then, to Manny's surprise, Paige arrives and is furious that she is wearing the same dress. What if we watch Degrassi, the old one, and we find out in the last episode that Degrassi was destroyed because um, the Hellmouth sucked it in, <laughs> like the last episode of Buffy? And that's why there's a new school now. I haven't seen Buffy. I don't know what you're talking Spoilers about. Spoilers for the last episode of Buffy. All of Sunnydale gets sucked into the Hellmouth. Well, damn. Yeah. Because I don't have to watch Buffy now. Uh, that's not the reason you shouldn't watch Buffy. <laughs> I think Joss Whedon is the reason you shouldn't watch Buffy. Well. Yeah. Alas. It's a good show, though. So. Okay. You, want, you want to cover Buffy next? No. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. You're like, it's unethical to watch Buffy, but it's not unethical to profit off of watching Buffy. Hey, we are we are recapping a show paid for by the Canadian government. Do you think they have not engaged in colonialism? <laughs> All shows are problematic. Uh, good job. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the wise man lowered his head and said, you fool. All things are bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is me. I am the white um, man in this fable. Uh, so okay, so obviously, so Paige is mad that Manny's wearing the same dress. She pretends to be contrite and mature about the whole thing. Yeah, but clearly, Paige has something else cooking. When we see her rigging the vote so that Manny can win prom queen, and I was like, "Are we gonna do another carry? We just did a carry. I know we can't have two carries <laughs> in one year. Not in one year. You can do a carry next year. Yeah, <laughs> annual carry. Annual carries. Yes, perennial carries. What if we do? Okay, what if it's twice a year, but one has to be not during the school year. You have to find a carry situation during the summer break. You have to organize it yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Much to consider. Two carries a year. That's my that's my pitch. So, after Craig and Ashley perform for the crowd um, at the prom. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did not have a, a high school band play at your prom. No. No one's ever done this. No, we had a DJ. You had a, a wedding DJ. Yeah, a wedding DJ. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, and so, but whatever. Degrassi's not like the other schools. That, it's not, Hey, we're not like a regular school. We're a cool school. <laughs> we're a cool school. Yep. Um, so, after they're done performing... Ashley reveals to Craig that she's decided to go to England after all. Oh. And even though he's, you know. She says she wants to try new things. Like, for example, a very large hat. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's going to be such a good callback Uh, in a couple seasons. uh, Oh, the the 
podcast listeners are going to see the big hat and they're going to be like, ooh, Nick planned ahead for that one. <laughs> yeah. She also wants to get into, you know, um, the adult film industry. What? <laughs> Why do you think Tea that? girl. Oh, okay. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So anyway, but Craig, even though he's like upset about it, he takes it pretty well. He's mature about it. Well, you know, he's on his meds and he's gone through some personal growth. He so, is medicated. Yes, he he is managing this well, this this heartbreak well. And then Ashley's like, come on, let's go to the cheese buffet before Heather Sinclair scarfs down all the Havarti. I'm trying to think what kind of cheese Havarti is. It's good. It's What's your favorite cheese? I'm not like a huge, I'm not a cheese head. <laughs> You're not a Packers fan? <laughs> <laughs> No. I can't believe I knew that reference. That's why I laughed. I was surprised that I knew it. I, is it really the Packers? Yeah. I knew that was a thing, but I didn't know what the team yeah, was. Yeah, Green, Green Bay Packers. Uh, no, I'm not that cheesehead either. Um, I don't know. I Gouda is the correct answer. Gouda is good. That's a great Gouda cheese. Good. Gouda is good. Smoky. Gouda is Gouda. Yes, okay. Uh, that's your favorite? I would say so. Mm. If I could only eat one cheese. I like a burrata. I don't know what that is. It's like, it's a... It's very decadent cheese. Ooh. It's like, you get it with like salad sometimes. Oh no, I've had or... this. Yeah, it, it pops in the top. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, sure. yeah. That yeah, is yeah. a good cheese. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A mozzarella. I mean, mozzarella is a classic. I like Swiss on a, on a sandwich. I like provolone on a sandwich. Provolone on a sandwich. That's Provolone's better. like S tier for sandwich, I think. Ooh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone at home, comment on, <laughs> not. we're not going to make a post saying what is your favorite cheese. Just go to any picture on the Degrassi, on the Olive Boot Degrassi Instagram and type your favorite cheese as a comment. <laughs> the further back, the better. Like, honestly, on our first post, be like, I like uh, Havarti. Yeah. I'm like Heather Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a good feta. Ooh, feta's good. No, feta's... I, I, I don't like feta, actually. No, feta's but... really good on a salad. Feta, feta's... Yeah. Feta's an ingredient. Feta's not something to just eat on its own. Yeah. I like how Heather Sinclair is just the queen of catching strays. I know. Everyone hates her. <laughs> Do you think she deserves it? Do you think she's mean? Um, I don't know if she deserves it, but I think the show is better for it. Is so. there any way she could be meaner than Paige? Hmm. <laughs> um, Paige isn't even the meanest character that is on this show. So this episode, she is. Well, you know. she's back to her old her old behavior. I still think. Well, I think Paige did nothing wrong, honestly. But... What? <laughs> well, explain what happens next, and okay. then tell me Paige did nothing so... wrong. <laughs> So Marco thanks the prom committee and their sponsor, Pantene. Pantene. I missed it, but that's very funny. Um, <laughs> which is their sponsor for some reason. So okay, it's not good shampoo, by the way. Don't use Pantene. What shampoo do you use? I mean, I use Alba Botanica. It's still from the grocery store, but it's a little nicer. I use Curl Smith. Can I be honest? The main reason I use Alba Botanica shampoo is I knew that Jessica Alba got into making cosmetics and lotions, and I really thought that Alba Botanica was her, like, lotions company, and that I was buying shampoo from Jessica Alba. No, hers Alba. is Honest. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought Alba Botanica was hers. All you right. don't understand how that could be confusing? You hear Jessica Alba... No, because I knew that hers was Honest. <laughs> I didn't know that! I just knew that she had a company. Well, do your research next time. I guess so. You're like, I, I went in with the explicit intent of supporting Jessica Alba. That's the only which reason is a weird, Which is a weird reason to go into... She was my favorite actress when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, okay. She's hot. I had a poster of her on my wall, even though I'm very, very gay. No, we all need a beard. She's hot. She's a beautiful woman. And I wish she acted more. She's never in anything anymore. I'm fine with... I'm fine. I'm at peace. You know what? Be nice to Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> Was she in that movie that uh, Manny loves? 
honey. Yeah, honey. She is honey. Yeah. This Kappa is honey. That's right. God. Okay. So <laughs> then Marco announces prom king and queen, mm-hmm. Jimmy Brooks. Obviously. And Manny Santos. Obviously. Honestly, well, well, yes. Well, obviously, because the boat was rigged. The um, boat was rigged. But just as Manny is about to accept her crown, Paige gets up on stage. This is so funny. Please, beat by beat. Okay. Paige gets up on stage, somehow, uh, takes the crown from and Marco. she's on her crutches. She's on her crutches. She can barely walk. Steps on Marco's foot when With he, like, crutch, yeah. protests. He's like, what are you doing here? She steps on his foot, has the crown, and then somehow... Does a pratfall? Does a pratfall, and then yanks Manny's dress off in one fell swoop. Which like, I guess could happen if it tore on the like it's like a Like it's like a drag race reveal. Yes, it was a reveal. <laughs> and underneath it, Manny's wearing like some sort of corset and bloomers combination. She's wearing like a 50s underwear. <laughs> yeah, which is, I guess, embarrassing. I don't Isn't know. It? She's very covered up. I, like Honestly, this is not that scandalous from the girl who showed her whale tail and ass crack last year. I so I'm like, it. why is this the bridge too far? This moment didn't really land, especially because it's like, there's no way to interpret this other than Paige went up there and did that on purpose. Right. Like, everyone's plans for, like, doing pranks on people are, like, very in public and in the open, and then they make no attempt to Like, that like, would be, like... Punching Manny in the face and then being, and like, being like, oh, isn't that h- hilarious oops, and embarrassing? Oops, I'm on crutches. That's why I punched Manny in the face. Right. I wasn't invited on the stage. I attacked Marco. But this was an accident. I promise you. Yeah. Everyone knows you don't like each other. And <laughs> it's then, a horrible plan. And then Paige trips her with her crutches. From she, the ground. How is she doing this? Well, she's like, she's like. She wiggles it around. Yeah, exactly. And sweep the leg. And so, yeah, leg sweep. Uh, and then Manny falls off the stage and into Kevin Smith's arms. Yeah, which is a funny moment. And, and he's he, just kind of like, whoa, I well, found a girl. Well, and he, having borne witness to all of this, pr- proclaims, oh, we're definitely shooting here. <laughs> which is funny. Which is funny. Kevin Smith, best actor in the world. Uh, so Manny's in tears while Paige is just laughing it up. She's having a great time. Uh, this scene Honestly, was, as far as like revenges go, I guess this went pretty well. I, I, I thought this scene just was just kind of ridiculous. It was over the did top. Did not make sense, logistically. She could have had a better prank. I wonder if they had... Maybe they forgot that they already did the carry thing. I mean, that's unfortunate because this would have been the moment, actually, to do the carry. This would have been the moment, yeah. Um, but, oh well. Rick really didn't have a lot of Sissy Spacek vibes, in my opinion. <laughs> Does Manny have Sissy Spacek vibes? Yes. <laughs> no. They're both goddesses. Well, <laughs> um, so wrapping things up once again, Kevin Smith uh, finds Craig moping around and he consoles him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like he tells his like PA or whatever. Hey, go over there. I'm going to talk to this kid for a bit. Yeah. And he goes over there and he sits him down and gives him a pep talk. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells Craig that he still wants him to record the soundtrack for his movie. And he's like, but you're a music guy. And he's like, no, he cried when creed broke this up. this was clearly an improvised line this was clearly just kevin smith oh yeah and, and oh it yeah it was really good yeah. um and so of course craig is ecstatic and all is well Paige, meanwhile enters the locker room to find manny who is still furious and she's like i brought you pins <laughs> yeah uh i'd offer you drugs but i don't think i can do that so which is funny yeah uh this episode is funny did kevin smith do punch up on this episode <laughs> i'm honestly asking because there's there's lines i wanted to say this earlier 
Um, the first time it Smash cuts back to Manny, and she's a, a, a this is very early in the episode. She's like, she's mad that um, Paige is taking credit for the cheers. Mm. It cuts to her, and she says, "I'm mad at Paige. If I peed in the foyer." She would take credit for giving me the water. Do you remember this line? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. What a crazy fucking thing to say. Yeah. Do you think it's Kevin Smith? Mm, no, but... He, he would say a more normal thing. Mm, I don't know what he would say, honestly, but mm. this episode's good. It is good. <laughs> um, And then Manny and Paige get into, like, this very amusing back and forth over yes. who wronged who over the last several episodes, and they, like, truly, like, recount, like, the chain of events until Manny is like, you, I don't know what you did. I can't remember, (laughs) but you did it. Honestly, I'm Team Paige here. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, Paige was a petty asshole, but Manny conspired to break her leg like Nancy Kerrigan. Okay, that is worse. <laughs> that is far... And helped ruin Mr. O's career. So, I don't know. Well, I don't care. I have I mean, feelings about that, but... I'm just saying, it seems no contest here as to who wronged who more. Yeah. And Paige, okay, what, did, yeah. what did Paige do? Not give her credit? For the cheers. For the cheers? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. So Manny, Manny is overreacting. Uh, and Manny even tips Paige off. The girls are going to spike her drink with laxatives. Which is nice. Thank you for telling us. And so the two of them put their feud to rest and welcome the coming of summer. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of this episode? It was good. These were two good episodes. Mm-hmm. I thought the writing was a little off the wall in this episode in a way that confused me. But ultimately, I liked it. I have issues with, like, on a, maybe, like, beat by beat. Like, like again, like, the Manny humiliation plan is just kind of, like, half-assed and not, well, choreographed. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, honestly, this is, this episode is, like, Degrassi at its trashiest. And that honestly makes it really fun. Yeah. I liked it. It was, it was properly tawdry. I agree. Yeah. And Kevin Smith is just the best actor delightful. The best actor in As the world. As a guest actor, it's kind of shocking. Yeah. Um, does this episode go there, though? Oh, certainly not. No. 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 No, not at all. No. But is fun. Yeah. You know what else is fun? This podcast. Well. Uh, We're wrapping it up, right? Yeah. Well, Nick, what did you learn today? Oh, I forgot we do that. Okay, yeah. Uh, what, What did I learn today? Today, hello. Today, I learned that causing permanent physical injuries to someone is a proper reaction for just kind of feeling like they were rude. <laughs> yeah, that's completely fair to me. Yeah. What did, what, what did you tracks. learn today, Evan? I learned that if you want an open relationship, you can just, just do it. let them find out. Yeah. <laughs> and then to be like, well, I wanted an open relationship. So, you know, now you know. You know what? I think that Hallmark is now making greeting cards that say, surprise, you've been in an open relationship <laughs> this the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, communication, overrated. You yeah. don't need it. Yeah, it's just, bad. Just spring on surprises. Yes. Uh, well. Wait, programming notes before we go. Yes. We did a little poll. We said, hey, folks. Oh, we did a poll? We did a poll. Oh. And Sailor, our wonderful co-op member, got back to us with the poll results. Most people have voted that we should move to doing just one episode a week. And I'm inclined to agree because, look, we've been talking for an hour and a half about two episodes. Yeah, it's hot in this room, too. It's also hot in this room. And I'm like, we could just do 
like we're at that point in the podcast where mm-hmm. people are not just listening for our recaps. They want our rapport. They want our day-to-day life. They want our stories. They're invested in our cult of personality. Yes. And sometimes we skip over things that would be fun to talk about because we want to get both recaps into one episode. Yeah. Do you know how many Taylor Swift references I have excised from this podcast? So, so many. At the expense of covering two episodes? Too many. We could have made a whole new podcast with just the Taylor Swift references that were forcibly removed from this podcast. You know, honestly, a great podcast idea is just me, like, Taylor-splaining Taylor to you, like, as a fan. We'll talk about it. That could maybe be a YouTube thing. But what I want to say is this. Speaking of YouTube, and I haven't run this by you yet, but I think you'll agree. I love being surprised. (laughs) So we have one more episode this season. We're going to stick to doing two episodes just to finish out the season that way. And it's also, well, it's also a two-parter episode. It's a two-parter, sure. So that works. So we're going to have a nice, beefy... A beefy puppet of uh, a finale. And then next season... Puppet? Beef puppets. Oh. <laughs> so, um, and, and then next season, we're going to start by doing just one episode a yeah. week, unless perhaps it's a two-parter. Mm. And then I think we're going to take a break until the new year, because mm-hmm. it's just that time of year. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll take a break for the holidays. But I, I know that's for people listening at home. They're like, that's a long time with no Olibut Degrassi. I, Nick, make you this promise. You will have... At least one, if not more, all about Degrassi YouTube video on my YouTube page. It will either be a new video of Evan and I reacting to Degrassi clips, or it will be one of our podcasts superimposed over footage of the episode to create a fun video version of the episode. So one of those things will happen before the end of the year, and then hopefully there'll be more YouTube content from me and Evan in the future. Mm. So I think that's all the programming notes. Great. Anything, anything you want to say, Evan? Are you excited about our multimedia future? I'm so thrilled. Mm-hmm. Audiovisual. Audio. Visual. The third one. <laughs> There's a third one? Uh, yeah, smell-o-vision. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, is that all? I think that's it. Okay, great. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much to our producer, Brent. Yeah, Brent Flyberg. You're, you're just the best. Thank you, Sailor. Um, for our social media presence. Yeah, go follow Media Meltdown. See all the shows that Sailor produces in San Francisco and the Bay Area. Um, and thank you to our listeners. Yeah, we love you, each and every one of you. If you'd like to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, you, you may should. do so. But only if you give us a five-star rating. Otherwise, it's worthless to us. Yeah. Don't bother. Otherwise, we disown you. Why go out of your way to leave anything other than a five-star review? Yeah, this isn't Yelp. It's not like we're chewing into the microphone. That's the only reason to give a podcast a one-star review. (laughs) Uh, Well, until next time. Until next time. Adios. Whoa. (laughs) Multilingual. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Sayonara. Whoa, a bunch. Ba-da-da-da.